0: What's your energy like at the moment? Are you feeling pretty burnt out as we near the end of a long year? Have you ever thought that maybe you haven't been eating enough to adequately fuel your body? On today's midweek motivational episode of the Nutrition Couch, we take a closer look at the nutritional reasons that you may be feeling your energy is a little on the low side and the easy fix it to help you power through to the end of 2023. Hi, I'm Susie Burrell. And I'm Leanne Ward. And each week we bring you the Nutrition Couch, the bi weekly podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know in the world of nutrition. As well as all things energy, Leanne has found a new nutritious rice on the go product that we like a lot. And we have been very busy cooking a new low carb fried rice that you will love as a quick and easy midweek meal. But to get us started today, Leanne, one of the key themes I'm seeing with a lot of my clients at the moment as we what have we got eight or ten weeks till the end of the year is that they're all feeling pretty tired. And my observation is that the fatigue is coming for a range of reasons. You know, some of us have just got massive schedules. Certainly there's some clients who might be at risk of low iron or even low vitamin D coming out of the cooler months. So I'm certainly encouraging anyone who's feeling less than their best selves to get a quick blood check and make sure they're on top of their bloods. But more importantly, something that I do see more frequently than not is because we might be particularly focused on eating well or even eating lighter to support sustainable fat loss, if that impacts carbohydrate to too great an extent, it can actually be the case that even though we're eating plenty of calories, we're not getting the fuel that we actually need, particularly if you're one of the people who exercise regularly. And I'm not talking about doing a walk each day and doing Pilates, I'm talking about hammering it and you're going to the gym and getting up early five, six, seven days per week. Because like all things, you may have committed to an exercise regime or eating healthier and your body may have had the fuel on board for some time and even the extra fat mass to support that. But over time, as you've got fitter and more energy efficient, as we would say, it's quite possible that you are no longer eating enough to adequately fuel your muscles. So that may seem counterintuitive, but what happens is if you're carrying extra body fat, say you've lost five or 10 kilos over the past three to six months, your cell will have actually become more efficient at burning calories. So whilst you may have initially got good results eating a relatively low carb diet, so it might be as low as 80, 100, even 120 grams of carbohydrate, which... In food terms, translates into say a slice or two of good quality bread at breakfast, some maybe corn or sweet potato or crackers at lunch, a snack of something like fruit and yogurt, and then a dinner that doesn't have a lot of carbohydrate in it. You are still eating carbs. If you've lost that weight and now exercising more than ever, which is fantastic, and you're ticking the box on all of those key nutritional variables you might need a bit more fuel. So I've seen several times this week when I've done a quick calculation of the carbohydrates my clients are having, it can be as low as 60 or even 80 grams. And whilst that may have been fine initially or even for someone who's insulin resistant, over time, if they're using peak or become fitter or lost weight, they probably need more. And that's why one, you might not be seeing results on the scales, but you also may be feeling particularly tired, particularly if your carbohydrates are low On those days that you're performing higher intensity exercise. So, I think it can be quite helpful to do a little bit of a check and just see actually, is all the products I'm choosing low carb? Have I cut out a lot of my fruit? Am I rarely having carbohydrate at night? Because all of those times may be now time that you actually need it, particularly to fuel yourself. And you might not be feeling hungry because you are depleted.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually had a lady give me a comment on Instagram the other day and she was commenting about the hormone webinar and she said, I'm really interested about the hormone webinar that you and Susie have, but I'm menopausal and it's been suggested by a dietitian to do low carb. Would the webinar help me at all? And I basically wrote back and said, you know, for the average woman undergoing menopause, it's not no carb, it's lower carb. It's not low carb even, it's lower And I think a lot of people kind of misinterpret that to be no carb or every single choice has to be no carbohydrate or always a lower carbohydrate option. So I think it's just about making smart carbohydrate choices. But what I find at this time of year, Susie, and what I've seen a couple of times in my clients in the past few weeks is skipping meals to basically compensate other sort of poorer quality choices because they've been too tired to sort of plan in advance or prepare. So it's kind of that catch-22 where you're tired, so you haven't meal prepped, and then you don't have anything ready to go. So you're kind of over-snacking, but then, you know, they're kind of like, oh, I've probably had a bit too much, so I'll go a little bit leaner here or I'll pull out the cup carbohydrate portion here or I'll skip lunch and I'll just have a a small snack instead. And you kind of get caught in this vicious cycle where, as you said, you're not actually having enough carbohydrate to provide the fuel, to provide the energy. And it's kind of making you continue in this cycle where you never really have enough energy and then you don't have enough energy. So you can't make better quality choices. You can't prepare, you can't prep some meals in advance. So I think it's just a really nice I guess, point to make to just really try to prioritize your meal prep or planning in advance in this time of year. And if the weekend, for whatever reason, gets away from you, totally understand. It's happened to me, Susie. I normally always do my meal prep on a Sunday. We've had some sick kids in the house this week, and it's just like it hasn't happened. So I'm really going to set some time aside on Tuesday afternoon to do a little bit of meal prep. I've actually blocked out my calendar to get ahead for the week because I know that if I've done nothing this weekend, which I haven't, I know that I'm going to get to about Wednesday or Thursday. I've got a couple of things in the freezer to get me by but I'm not going to do another big shop until probably next weekend. I'm going to kind of be on the back foot with my nutrition all week if I don't set aside just that little bit of amount of time to prep. And my go-to is this time of year when things are crazy busy, there's a lot more social things. Is really just prepping some roasted veggies to throw into as many different things as possible. And that way I just need a bit of like packet rice, a tin of tuna, a little bit of roast chicken or something like that to throw into a wrap. And I've got a great portion of, you know, some healthy fats like some avocado or cheese. I've got some carbs in a wrapper, a bit of rice, and I can throw in an easy bit of protein like some tuna or chicken and tons of roast veggies. And normally what I do with my roast veggies, Susie, is I actually roast potato as well, because we know from the research that potato is one of the most filling and satiating carbohydrates. So many people are so fearful of potato. Like we're not going to deep fry it and throw on bacon and sour cream, I mean, you can if you want be my guest, but a, a roast potato when it's jacked or just roasting them in the oven is one of the best, most nutritious quality sources of carbohydrates, in my opinion, and super filling. So I always make sure I throw in some roast potatoes with all of my other vegetables as well. And then it's as easy just adding a little bit of protein and a little bit of healthy fat to a meal. And I've got a super, super easy, you know, lunch or dinner midweek where I could have just kind of been on the back foot, not thinking about it, got to a meal time and just kind of raided the pantry or over snacked because I was too busy, but didn't have anything prepared. So I think it's a really nice time of year to remind people to try their best to just prioritize even that little bit of meal. meal prep, I recommend because it pays off tenfold during the week.
0: True. And the other thing I've noticed is that with the best of diet intentions, because there's so many products out there that are labelled low-carb, or even in the cracker aisle are a lot of seeded-type products, you may be thinking that you're making good choices, but actually the carbs are becoming quite low. So a couple of weeks ago, we had a discussion about the higher-protein Helga's bread that was masquerading as sort of high-protein when it was quite normal. But certainly if I've got clients who are choosing, say, the Bergen but getting the low-carb one or in the case of wraps, getting one of the Simpsons Pantry or Woolworths wraps which are labelled low-carb, so you may infer those as healthier, or you're down the cracker aisle and you get a seeded cracker, they all have very little carbohydrate. So they do have a place in the diet. But if you're someone who actually needs the fuel, you can actually unbeknownstly be having no carbs. So I've had several clients who have been having their eggs for breakfast and then teaming them with low-carb bread, just thinking that's a healthy choice. And then what's happening is they get to the afternoon and they're starving because they actually haven't had any carbohydrates. So they're thinking and trying to make good choices, but it's just mucking it up a little bit. So for that group of of individuals who are, say, within 5 or 10 kilos of a healthy weight, who do not have insulin resistance, who have already lost several kilos, who are actually exercising at high-intensity you need some carbohydrate, like a 20 to 30 gram carbohydrate load at breakfast, lunch, and even afternoon tea is still not high carb. So just sometimes check it because I think sometimes when we've got the best of diet intentions, we can unbeknownstly be cutting our carb. Oh, I know. The other food is the high protein yogurt. So I have clients who have high-protein yogurt all the time as snacks, but no carbohydrate with it. So you need to add a banana or you need to have something with it to actually get the fuel. And if your body is hungry, on the other hand, if you have no hunger, they can be two signs that you're actually having too little carbohydrate. So ideally you want that rumbling in your stomach every three hours or so. So just check and don't get me wrong, it's really confusing. You know, I have to get clients to go and get the labels of the products that they're choosing to double check because we don't think we're choosing the wrong item, but it is quite tightly controlled, particularly as we get into our perimenopause years. And I had another client say that, why is it so much harder? You know, when I was 20, I could just, you know, cut a few calories and lose weight. It's harder because metabolically we're not as efficient as we get older. Most of us are sitting down most of the time. And if you haven't had a lot of muscle to start with, you're starting behind the eight ball if you never trained when you were younger. So that's the reason it is hard. You know, we're talking about a few hundred calories here or there, a few, you know, 10, 20, 30 grams of carbohydrate can be the difference between losing and not if you're someone who has, you know, in your 40s and has some hormone dysfunction. So it is hard and it is specific and that's why working with a dietitian can be really helpful in getting that specificity. But you don't have to, you know, if that's not in your budget and it's something you don't want to do, you can easily stick it in MyFitnessPal and take a look at it. And that's a rough idea, you know, looking at 20 to 30 grams of carbs per meal most of the time if you're training. And if you are doing a high-intensity session, if you're someone who's getting up fasted every morning and going to F45, you'll need an extra 20, 30 grams, you know, two 300 calories a day to support fat loss. So it's not a matter of, of less and less and less. It's about fueling at the right time, refueling, and then giving a deficit overnight as opposed to starving all day. So it's worth checking because, yeah, I had several clients in the past week who are feeling really tired and basically when we had a closer look, they're just actually not eating enough and that won't make you feel great either.
1: And certainly, we go more in depth in a lot of these points in our latest hormone webinar, which is available on the nutritioncouch.com under the shop page. And you did mention one more point, Susie, about the blood test early on. Um, I actually had a client this week, and her iron is completely bottomed out. She needs an infusion; it's that low. And so um, she's had that this week, and you know, two three days later, she feels so much better for it. So it's a really good time of year that if something doesn't feel like, if you're just exhausted, if you're getting a good night's sleep, but you're waking up and you're still exhausted in the morning, it's a good time of year to go and just get some routine bloods with your doctor and the ones we typically recommend just quickly off the top of my head for most women iron if you're vegetarian b12 coming out of winter we like to do vitamin d cholesterol is really good and maybe a fasting blood sugar for a lot of ladies is really good as well if you're heading towards those peri years you can always get some of your bmr sex hormones checked with your gp as well All right, Susie, moving on to our special product of the week. I saw this one in Coles and I was cruising down the aisles looking for a quick throw-together lunch option. So it is the Ben's Original Rice 10 Plus Mediterranean Style Pouch. So it's on sale at Coles this week. $2.40. It's not very budget-friendly normally. It's $4.50, but it is a really good base for a meal. So the pack serves two. And so it's actually only, what, $2.25 for a portion of it. So it's actually, it sounds a lot, but it's actually, I think, for a quick pull together meal, which will keep you on track, I actually think it's quite reasonable for most families. Now, nutritionally, I really like this because it's got a ton of fiber in it per serving, and there's 44% vegetables in it, Susie. So it's a rice mix. It's, you know, Ben's do those microwave, packet rice mixes. So it's one of those, but it's got tons of vegetables in it as well. And it's a blend of rice and barley as well. So there's 44% vegetables and 10 different types of plants, meaning the vegetables and also the grains. And there's six grams of fiber per serving. So I love that. Like The fiber's awesome per serving. So if we look at the nutritionals, a serving size is 120 grams, so half of the pouch. It's 910 kilojoules in terms of energy, 5.3 grams of plant-based protein, 3.8 grams of fat overall, and only 0.4 grams of saturated, so very, very low. 37 grams of carbohydrate. So like Susie said, that's a really good amount of carb for you know most healthy women, um, unless you've specifically been told by a dietitian to have more or have less. It's a pretty good serving for most women. Dietary fiber is six grams per serving. I love that from a guy health perspective and sodium, 180 milligrams per serving. So actually still quite low as well, considering it is like a packet mix product. So I just think Susie, this is an awesome base for a meal. So I would add a serve of protein, a little bit of healthy fats and a little bit of extra veggies or salad just to bulk up the volume through here, like a big handful of mixed salad leaves and a little bit of say roasted capsicums or mushrooms can go a long way in something like this. Maybe throw in a little bit of roast chicken breast or a tin of tuna. And then a small serve of healthy fats, like a little good drizzle of olive oil and balsamic vinegar as a bit of a dressing, maybe a little bit of fresh avocado or maybe a sneaky little bit of cheese on top, just makes I think the perfect balanced meal, particularly for summer. But I will say with these microwave pouches, Susie, before very early on when we first started the potty, we went through a great study that showed that people who microwave in plastic containers and use these pouches in the microwave end up consuming about a credit card size amount of plastic every single year. So I was horrified since then. And I've never reheated rice in those pouches. So I always say to my clients, make sure you take the rice out of the pouch, you put it into a bowl and then you you microwave it or then you heat it up however you normally would. Just try to avoid actually steaming or reheating in the pouch. But otherwise, I think this is a great product. I think it's super, super strong and a really good base nutritionally to build a healthy balanced meal from.
0: You do. Now, It's not the first time I've said I'm not the greatest fan of rice. (laughs) I love it. I'm half Malaysian. How can I not love it? I know, exactly. (laughs) I think that my comments about rice, which have been taken out of context recently in many media outlets, is purely talking about white, gluggy rice that people have in sushi and just bucket loads when they have Thai. We have to be honest as dietitians. White rice does not offer a lot nutritionally. Now, don't get me wrong. Historically, it's fueled many millions of people In situations where there weren't a lot of other calories, they might have been working in the fields, very different cultural groups. I'm talking about the average Australian loading up their plate with white rice. Nutritionally, it's not offering a lot other than refined carbohydrate and it's very high GI, which means it sends glucose levels skyrocketing and dropping back down. So it's not good for glucose control. But certainly brown rice is better in controlled portions. I'm a big fan of black rice and I agree with you. You know, that product as part of a balanced meal, I don't have a problem with either. I, I thought it was interesting that we revisited the research around the microwave packs, leaching microplastics into the diet and taking it out to, to cook it. But I think, you know, if you keep in mind that sort of half a cup cooked of rice is at least a slice of bread, if not a bit more, you can see it's very energy dense. But for the right person, you know, when I was at uni, I remember just eating and being going to the gym all the time and eating rice rice and sweet chilli and fruit salad every day. So for active people, it's a very good source of readily available energy. It's just talking about people who want to keep their carb controlled. You just have to keep an eye on portions. But I agree with you. As a a portion control, food of convenience as part of a mixed meal that's got really strong nutritionals, so
1: check it out. Yeah, I just realized that I didn't actually go through the ingredient list. So I'll quickly whiz through that very quickly, Suze. Ingredient-wise, we've got steamed barley at 33%, followed by steamed brown rice at 20%. Then we've got tomatoes at 12%, capsicum at 8%, onion 7%, beans at 4%, chickpeas at 4%, peas at 4%, garlic at 4%, a little bit of vegetable oil, followed by some mushroom powder, herbs, basil, and oregano, 1%, apple cider vinegar, yeast extract, a little bit of salt, some red chili, 0.01% and just a tiny bit of black pepper at 0.01% as well. So a really good, clean ingredient list. And like I said, giving us tons and tons of plant points from, so from a gut health perspective, this is a great product. Of course you can make rice and vegetables yourself. Absolutely. But this is for the busy, time poor, burnt out listener who just needs a quality base to start from. I hands down would recommend something like this. I thought it was a great find in the aisle.
0: And a very clean ingredient list, outstanding, Mm, great product. Absolutely. All right, well, to wrap us up, back on the topic of rice, Leanne, something we wanted to share was a very quick and easy meal at the moment because I do try and help clients with minimal food prep, and this is a recipe I cook at home. And the reason I also like it is that you can make it as budget-friendly as you like or as dense in energy as you like. So it's just basically a cauliflower fried rice. So you can literally chuck, you know, some onions in the pan, frozen peas, corn, The cauliflower rice, I buy the frozen one. You can certainly make your own if you don't mind the mess or have like a, what's that thing called that people have? What's that special cooking device that's expensive? Like a
1: slow cooker or like a pressure cooker?
0: No, what's that special machine people buy and it's like they change their life. The Thermomix. Is it a Thermomix?
1: Yeah, the really expensive one. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You can put your colour, you
0: can make it. um, It's really tired, can you? you tell? we're tired.
1: Um, We're like burnt out tired
0: (laughs) Sunday night recording. (laughs) You could certainly make this in that as well. I just myself chuck it in the pan with extra virgin olive oil. Then you can either use chicken mince, which is budget-friendly, extra lean pork mince. If you're vegetarian and include eggs, you can throw some eggs in there for protein. And if you need more energy or calories, you could then add the brown rice to it to bulk it up. But for someone who needs a low-carb light meal, that clocks in easily below 300 calories. It's delicious. I myself season with just a touch of salt-reduced soy, but you could certainly put extra, you know, flavour in there if you wanted some extra sweet chilli. And it's just a one-pan recipe that tastes good. And if you need more bulk, you can actually base it on full brown rice or chuck in a pack like the one Leanne's describing. So it's a five-minute meal. It can come in under $10 to feed a family. You can put as much or as little vegetables in it as you want. You can put as much or as little sauce in as you want. And I love it. It's tasty, quick, easy, great Sunday night, Friday night, you know, meal that the whole family likes. My boys really like it too.
1: Yeah, I love it and very adaptable. Like you can kind of put any protein in a fried rice that you want. You can make it fully just plant-based like eggs and edamame beans. You could do tofu or you could add a little bit of chicken or we don't like to use a lot of ham. It is sort of considered more of that processed red meat, but you could use a little bit of ham, a little bit of shaved turkey. Like there's tons of different options, leftover barbecue meat, even if, if that's your pleasure. So really quick and easy family-friendly recipe. Thanks for that, Susie.
0: Yeah, I love a one pan. One pan wonder. That's what I cook with. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the Nutrition calendar. For another midweek motivational episode. As Leanne mentioned, we have just finished two live seminars one called Hack Your Hormones and one called The Psychology of Weight Loss. <laughs> And they proved really popular. We went through some really solid content about psychological barriers and setting yourself up for success when it comes to weight management long-term and also really got into the nitty-gritty of hormones and what nutritional changes you can make. So they're available at thenutritioncouch.com. And we will see you on Friday for our regular episode drop. Have a great week. Catch you guys next episode.